0: Jumping without a parachute? Kinda dangerous, ain't it? Yeah. Yeah! uh, You could get killed! Uh, You guys got a spare? Uh, Bugs does. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think you want it. I do, I do! Give it to me! Gee, uh, uh, better let him have it, Bugs. Okay, Doc. Whatever you say, here's the spare. Thank you. (laughs) Ah, no! Ah, poor fella.
1: (laughs) Yeah, ain't I a stinker?
0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program. I am your host Kyler, and welcome to the Fantasy Fair, the most magical podcast on earth. Welcome to Once Upon a Retrospect where we take a look back at all your favorite Disney movies. Today we're looking at something that's technically Disney and technically Warner Brothers as well and plus every other studio that ever produced an animated film out there. Um, What are we talking about, Alexis Moreno?
1: Roger
0: Rabbit. Roger Rabbit, yes. Roger Rabbit, indeed. Um, or is it... Who censored Roger Rabbit? I don't know. The, the line gets really dodgy here and there. Um, but we'll discuss that in a little bit. Uh, how are you? How's, uh, how's 2019 treating you so far?
1: Good. It literally snowed the morning of... And it was the first time I see- I've seen like snow falling. I've been in snow before, but I've never seen it fall, so that was really cool. Did
0: you open up the gates?
1: No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Sorry, that was the biggest stretch <laughs> I've ever done for a joke. Sorry, apologies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. So uh, this week I'm gonna I'm gonna pseudo announce. Right here on the podcast that we're doing two week here on uh here on Fantasy Fair. Um, first up, we're going to be doing a well, you're listening to it right now, the Retrospect episode for uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and then we're going to be doing a Toontown next. Mm-hmm. Because, because of this movie, Toontown exists and all that stuff. So, we'll get we'll get into uh, we'll get into that when it comes to the time. But we're gonna discuss the the film first and everything like that. And yeah, and then uh, twenty nineteen, uh, soon, soon we're gonna go over uh, uh, we're gonna head over to Wonderland and all that shit. So, get ready for that. Yeah. Uh, smoke a hookah with the with the caterpillar (laughs) it'll be great it'll be a great time (laughs) who are you (laughs) uh so yeah we like to begin every episode of once upon a retrospect by going over how like connected we are with a certain property uh the well the property subject um either you've known it for a long time uh you saw it quite recently or just as of before recording this is your first time seeing it uh as like a couple of occasions have have shown um and I I always like to go I always I always like to go with Alexis Moreno because she she's she 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 loves this she loves this and you know I like I like getting I like getting uh inputs and all that stuff and. Setting, setting the ground running. No pressure or anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Alexis, where did you get your start with who framed Roger Rabbit?
1: Um. Well, I don't remember the first time I saw it. Like, I don't. It's just one of those movies where, like, I knew what it was. And, like, I did see it a lot when I was little. Mm-hmm. Um. It wasn't my first favorite um now like obviously like i know more like of what went behind the movie and what that like this movie represents and stuff and like i appreciate Mm -hmm. it for what it is now um but when i was little it used to scare me
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean uh, uh, christopher lloyd can be very scary (laughs) in the movie and the the dip is like the most like sadistic shit yeah. like ever put in like a Disney property.
1: <laughs> and, um, my brother, when he was little, he really liked um, the the Pee Wee movie. Pee-wee, Which one? Pee Wee's Big Big Adventure or something like that.
0: Oh, the Tim Burton movie.
1: I yeah, I'm pretty sure it's yeah. Okay. I think yeah, the I'm one
0: sure. where he. The one where he went to Cabazon and there's the dinosaurs and yes, stuff like yes. that. Yeah. Okay.
1: And that I hated that movie. Like, I don't know why that was my brother's like favorite movie growing up. Mm. And I hated that movie because it scared me. And so watching Roger Rabbit reminded me a lot of that movie. So I think me associating both of these movies together, like that's why like, it wasn't my favorite. <laughs> um
0: I think it's because it's like darkly lit and how like certain shadows it's would appear out, out of nowhere kooky. <laughs> yeah um it yeah very kooky um there there's obviously some scary elements in the movie with, <laughs> so i could i could see why it would vex some children
1: yeah um but now like i said i like the movie we recently bought the movie um like two months ago maybe and mm-hmm. i rewatched it so I don't know. It's 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 fine now. I'm okay
0: with it now. <laughs> <laughs> like it's good guys. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Yeah. Um Yeah. I saw the film when I was in daycare uh once. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> isn't that isn't that okay. I was it was like a fee for dream or something like that. I was like, what what is this? What is this kind of stuff? Bugs, Bunny, Mickey Mouse. How are, how are they to get okay, fine, whatever. I, I, I was I was just like that. It was close to nap time too. <laughs> so I was like, just where where's my blanket? <laughs> um That happened. And then years later, I was like six or something like that, and it was like the first time it was on Disney Channel, ooh, mm. and all that stuff, and I f- like this is where this is where my respect for the film like really really teeters, uh, it because I'm seeing Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, but it's on Disney Channel. How? I <laughs> It blew my mind seeing the Disney logo in the Disney Channel logo in the corner of the screen, and Daffy Duck and Bugs Bunny are there. Like <laughs> usually they're in Cartoon Network, yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, that's that's that thing. But where's 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 this? You know, and it, it just like uh, I I really loved. Uh, what was going on. I like Bob Hoskins stuff. I, I was really drawn to, uh, to Charlie. I'll, I'll look up his name later. Um, to his performance as Roger Rabbit and his, you know, like the outlandish cartoon Mm -hmm. quality of it. And I just like, it it really emphasized my love for like animations. Um, because, because it, it is this kind of love letter. It is like a love letter to like noir, and also, it's a love letter to animation and animated stuff, and the it's not just like oh our side is better, our no our side is better. It's more of like a celebration of all mm-hmm. cartoons. So I really liked that. I really liked uh, how you have like the obscene nature of the Looney Tunes versus the more story drivenness of the of the Disney characters, like Goofy and all that stuff. So I thought that was very genuine. I'm like, okay, you know, that's that's something. I, I don't remember all of the movie until uh, my film palette grew and I was getting into Robert Zemeckis' works. And uh, for those who don't know who Robert Zemeckis is, he he did Forrest Gump, he did Castaway, Polar Express wolf you know he the whole nine yards um <laughs> <laughs> he and then i got into roger rabbit i'm like oh shit he did this one he did it and i saw it and like it was really it really stapled that like that it's a miracle of a film that'll never happen again and I, I appreciate that something like that happened in, you know, in our lifetime or, you know, because this is this is it. This is the only time you're going to see these characters together and in, in one big old Avengers Endgame-esque, oh uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the finesse of it all. And it, it's just great. It's awesome. I it, it's, it's something to be admired greatly. It's a great film. Mm-hmm. Miracle of a film. Um I think it still works without the whole genu the whole uh uh novelty of having Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse on screen. Mm-hmm. Um the story is incredible. It's amazingly dark and at times strangely sexy for a kids
1: movie. Yeah. That's why I really um I really like this era of Disney. Um, I know it's not the most popular, um, yeah. but I love how like experimental they were in the eighties. Um, I mean, Black Cauldron, <laughs> and then this one, and you know,
0: I know, I know what you, I know what you, I, I, I told you when I, when I saw the Black Cauldron, but it is something to to behold really because it it, it's surprisingly dark for a Disney movie and a lot of dark elements and I was like it kind of reflected the company at the time because they were like having a hard time picking themselves up after Mm -hmm. Walt died it took them it took them almost 20 years yeah so so just this this kind of like stuff and experimental stuff was really nice um
1: yeah and i mean like you said it was dark because i mean in between all that was also like fox and the hound which oh is man yeah t- <laughs> i can't watch that movie like movie's way too sad for me
0: she drops him off in the middle of the fucking forest <laughs> i'm done for the movie i'm done with the movie i'm like nope <laughs> this movie could go fuck itself <laughs> and the way she's like looking back like
1: oh god yeah but i mean besides the darkness like it it's it's fun and it's interesting to look at like where they were at this point and then bam little mermaid
0: (laughs) yeah let's get into the history of the song um it started off with uh ron disney miller and uh he was he was president of the Walt Disney company at the time and he wa- he took the concept of this uh, of this book called it was then unfinished but he heard of it like existing uh it was called who censored Roger Rabbit and it was done by a guy by the name of Gary K Wolf and it was a really Bizarre kind of tale that's never been done before. It's like this is what the Happy Time murder should have been. <laughs> um, it it was pretty much a, a a a character from a comic strip. Like, imagine if if uh, if Garfield was quote unquote shot, you know, point blank, and you know the word bubbles around him is the clues to yeah. finding out everything and that's pretty much the entire story um it, it didn't have like Mickey Mouse or bugs bunny or anything like that roaming around anywhere but it it still like had that you know it had it was dark it was thematically dark it was a it was a uh a standard on like they had a kind of like a like undertones of uh of uh, of uh, of racism in there like uh like in terms of like uh this was what it, this represents like the mm-hmm. the purging of tunes so to speak yeah it is kind of like a is kind of like how uh hate crimes and it's still relevant today yeah it's still very relevant today and so they do repre-
1: kind of include that in the movie
0: yeah how it's like the two like, oh, you're a tune, you're no uh-huh. better than the other tunes, kinda thing. Yeah. It's kinda like a And then kinda,
1: kinda like like the speakeasy type of thing when he first first speaks um Jessica yeah. Rabbit and stuff, like all that weirdness.
0: Um and Jessica Rabbit is in there too, and she's like she came from a uh, a porno strip. <laughs> 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 and that and that's why and uh, what, the only thing that, like, the only line that's used from the book, like, one of the two lines that is used from the book is, I'm not bad, I'm just drawn that way. <laughs> um, And she straight up said that in the novel, and uh, she... Yeah. So, for those wondering why she's drawn that way...
1: There you go. Do you,
0: there, there you go. Um, so, and also the reasoning of why... Uh, uh she hooked up with Roger at first for a means to an end, and then she stayed with him because she made him laugh.
1: He made her laugh.
0: Oh, he made her yeah. laugh. Yeah. And that's and, and that still stayed true to the to the whole thing. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Until until uh there is a guy uh like, like how Star Wars describes it, uh, always two there are, no more, no less, the Master and the Apprentice. Well, we have the Apprentice named Robert Iger, we have the Master by the name of Michael Eisner. (laughs) And Michael Eisner, uh, he, he, he took this because, uh, ron uh ron miller uh stepped down as president and lo and behold uh uh, chancellor palpatine came in oh wait i mean i mean michael eisner came in and pretty much said hey i like this concept let's bring it back i know just the guy for the job and he or guys he went to robert zemeckis because he knew uh the overwhelming success of the back to the future movies that he did um, and also, where Robert Zemeckis comes, also comes his master, uh, Steven Spielberg. And together, Steven Spielberg and Robert Zemeckis joined together and pretty much said, "Hey, let's get this thing going." And uh, Eisner needed Spielberg. He was like, "I need you. Otherwise, this com- this thing is not going to work." Yeah. We need your we need your pull to different studios. And uh, and Stephen, he was like,
1: yeah, you
0: know, forget about it. I and got you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And he was like, okay. So Eisner. Uh, Eisner, you'll stay and like gather a team. I'll get you. Uh, I'll get you the properties, pretty much. And thus in comes uh, Warner Brothers negotiation deals and MGM's negotiation deals for uh for such such people as like uh as like Betty Boop, uh the Looney Tunes, etc. And he was like, here you go here's the Looney Tunes, here's Betty Boop, (laughs) here's Droopy, here's all of the cartoon characters, you have Mickey and and crew, you know, and so we'll, we'll do that, and thus it continued. It was a long process to make this movie because, like, you had to go through all the individual scenes with the with the tunes and add individual cells, animation cells to it. It's not like now you could just do it on After Effects and put like a magical bunny roaming around free and everything like that. <laughs> you know, it, 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 it was a really, it was a huge work of art. I mean, wait, okay, question for you, Alexis, do you think that this movie has stood the test of time in terms of like what it did and breakthroughs through filmmaking and all that is it it timeless or do you feel like you know it's dated because of the technology of the time
1: no I definitely think it's it is timeless Um, because I don't know it's just like the way that everything is done like it is how they would do it in the past but um it works today like really well
0: mhm and also we got a the MVP of the movie is not Eisner Zemeckis um or Steven Spielberg for that matter but Bob Hoskins Bob Hoskins, Os- Bob-, <laughs> <laughs> Bob Hoskins' performance as Eddie Valiant is unlike anything other. Mm-hmm. Because this kind of stuff, I mean, Julie Andrews and Dick Van Dyke have done it like previously, but not to this degree. Yeah, um, not an and,
1: entire movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, and he made like he made the tunes believable, and if it weren't for him and his acting ability to like make roger rabbit you know you know burst out through the silver screen Mm -hmm. we we would not be having this kind of dynamic you know integrity that he that he brought with with the with the role so i have to thank uh bob rest in peace buddy i know uh i know uh, a couple of projects of yours have been a little bit rough um namely uh trying to save a princess from a tyrannical uh It's not rough. It's it's pretty rough, but <laughs> you, you but you got through it. Um, this is this is the happier days of Bob Hoskins, because at the time you know he was prepping for stuff like Hook. Uh, he he did uh he did Roger Rabbit, and you know this is like this is a good moment until until a little further when video games came into the equation. You know I. No, but it's not. It's not that. It's not Disney. Damn. Because I mean, this is a touchstone movie. This is a touchstone uh-huh. movie. It's not really Disney. But because it's so ingrained in Disney that you might as well talk about it.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I was thinking maybe we should do the safety thing with Super Mario Brothers. But it's just Hol- it's just Hollywood that's not That's not an affiliation with Disney. I don't think. No, I'm pretty yeah, sure no. it's
1: not.
0: <laughs> Damn, I would have been like, "Let's get on this. <laughs> Let's do the Super Mario. Welcome to the Fantasy Fair, ladies and gentlemen, to the Super Mario Brothers. Once upon a retrospect, I could go on forever and talk about that, no. but yeah." <laughs> What are some of your uh, some of your uh, visual effects uh, standouts, or what did you what do you what did you think about the whole uh, gathering of the Titans thing, having uh, Zemeckis Spielberg and Eisner come together to work on this huge gargantuan uh, project?
1: I mean, like you said earlier, this would not happen <laughs> today.
0: <laughs> no. Iger would pretty much say no, fuck you, and and uh, and the people at Warner Brothers will be like no, fuck you, and completely like bash it. I mean, it's it's a pa- it was a paperwork nightmare trying to get freaking Spider-Man to yeah. appear in Civil War for fifteen minutes. <laughs> uh, let alone an entire rogues gallery of freaking uh, yeah. cartoon characters. Yeah, so yeah. What are, what are your particular like favorite like visual moments of the of the film?
1: Um I really like the cab. <laughs> He's my favorite.
0: Benny the cab. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um I like I like when he meets Jessica Rabbit and like the whole Betty Boop thing. That's like the mm-hmm. part. Oh, and then when Daffy Duck and Donald Duck are playing in the piano.
0: Oh, when they were doing the Hungarian Rhapsody.
1: Uh, those. I think those are like my favorite scenes. Um, what else do I like? I don't know. I mean,
0: yeah, it's just like they're... what there you go there's there's another example of why this movie is so great you have giants like daffy duck and donald freaking duking it out on a on a freaking piano mm-hmm. and it and it's amazing i think and there's a there's a gag in the in the thing where he was like oh they never finished the set mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so it's so it's good so. anyway continue sorry
1: um there's just like a lot of like little moments that are really great, but I think those are my favorite ones.
0: hmm It's great. I the Jessica Rabbit scene in particular when she's in that burlesque mm-hmm. uh when she is presenting her her number, um uh, very, very
1: Moulin Rouge. <laughs>
0: A little bit more seductive for a, <laughs> for a Disney taste. Um, I mean, Disney has had its fair share of kind of like toting the line a little bit, having straight up nudity in in a... In a but it's it's done in a more artistic way, so I don't really count it, in Fantasia. Mm-hmm. Um, but none like this where it's like overtly sexual Uh and i think that's i think that's that's great it would not be done today because like it's so shocking like how the 80s was less uh uh sexually conscientious Mm -hmm. about everything uh versus now everything i think it has to do with like uh, obviously the political climate right now is like you you can't say anything without offending anybody, you mm-hmm. know. So you you have to be a more alert and con- and conscious about that kind of stuff. So, but the song is bop. <laughs> the song is a bop, though. Amy Irving is the is the gal who sang it, and she flaunted that song. She it, it's such a good song, such a good song. Um, for those who know who this is, uh, Chris Villain did a male cover of uh of this uh, of this song check it out it's actually a pretty good uh uh, uh rendition of the thing <laughs> so stop the podcast go on youtube look it up chris villain jessica rabbit uh yeah well hello thank oh you for right see <laughs> thank you for seeing the video um yeah
1: what
0: are your favorite moments? Uh, one scene in particular sticks with me throughout the whole entire thing and that is the fact and that is when he number 1 hearing the the traditional song that was used in uh previous Mary Melodies a uh, smile darnia smile the song that they the the song that they're singing when mm-hmm. he finally enters Toontown town mm-hmm. um is really interesting like cuz it's like Cross brandy, yeah, um, and then he falls from a skyscraper, and lo and behold, behind you know next to him on the sides, Eddie Valiant is Bugs and Mickey, the two tentpole like cartoon objects. Like if you think of like straight up comedy you think of uh, the Looney Tunes, and that's like the face of like one certain type of com uh, cartoon. And Mickey, you have another certain type of face of a cartoon, and it's just like, there, it's never going to be done again. I mean, the, I think, like, the story is great. The story is great, but part of the charm of the movie is that this this is never going to happen again. And mm-hmm. I, I i really i really like that aspect yeah um let's get into story uh what are your thoughts on christopher lloyd's performance as judge doom
1: he was so scary <laughs> but he was really good like that whole ending scene of him um i think is really good um there's like a lot of little moments where they use like all of like the tomb props and all that stuff. That's really, it's just very creative, mm-hmm. um, and like I wish I would have seen them like acting these things out and, like with like nothing there.
0: <laughs> oh, beyond beyond set while yeah. they're while they're interacting. To these yeah,
1: <laughs> like I I wonder if they knew what was gonna happen or if they were like like confused you know what I mean like if somebody explained to them what was gonna happen they were like okay <laughs> what
0: because <laughs> I totally would have been like that I mean it's like the modern equivalent to acting to tennis balls mm-hmm. Uh, it, it like for example like they're throwing like hammers and anvils at, a, at each other and freaking missiles and everything like that and you're you're like, this is absolutely bonkers, <laughs> but they they must be having the time of their life. Um, Fun fact, hashtag, uh, hey, Christopher Lloyd never blinks
1: Ooh, in the movie. That's even creepier.
0: <laughs> Just to add that level of like, is he human or is he not? That kind of intrigue. So yeah. Fun fact. Mm,
1: I did not know that.
0: I have to see that again. <laughs> yeah, he he never blinks in the movie. So, oh my
1: god.
0: So yeah, just imagine the whole entire thing, just like looking like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Christopher Lloyd is amazing. Like mm-hmm. he he performed this like nobody's business. I mean, every but there uh, there were people that were trying to get into the into the movie. Uh one of them is Tim Curry.
1: Okay.
0: And that would have like, been they, interesting. They did a couple of test runs with Tim Curry as uh as Doom, but uh audience proved that he was too scary. Yeah. Um and then we get to another guy by the name of John Cleese. Do you know who John Cleese is? I do not. He what he's a Monty Python member? He he played a nearly headless Nick, okay, and in, in uh, the Harry Potter films, and he tried out for uh, for Doom, but uh, the the people said that he's not scary enough. Mm.
1: So def- uh, Christopher Lloyd was like <laughs> just right, <laughs> just right, yeah. <laughs>
0: This one's too hot. This one's yeah. too cold. This one's just right. Yeah. So uh, he blended that perfect egg. And that moment where, like, his toonism, that mm-hmm. reveal at the end, when it, the toonism, like, the eyes bulge, and he's like, Remember me, Eddie? Yeah. Oh, Remember God. when I killed your brother? You know, it's just like, mm. great, great stuff. <laughs> and then, and then the, the miracles of, like, rotoscoping his face with the cartoon eyes Mm -hmm. throughout the whole entire scene. Amazing. Amazing. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's a really awesome thing. So, yeah. Um, Eddie Valiant. Everybody tried out for Eddie Valiant. Uh, You had everybody from Jack Nicholson, Bill Murray, uh, Harrison Ford Mm -hmm. was in talks to to play him at one point. Um,
1: I couldn't see him playing
0: this role. Harrison Ford?
1: Yeah.
0: Cause he's a little too serious. hmm I think that I think that's where uh it goes. Um Wallace Sean, uh, Ed Harris, uh uh Don Lane, Robert Redford, uh Chevy Chase, Eddie Murphy. Uh Eddie Murphy became this close on playing Eddie Valiant and one of his biggest uh career uh regrets is not playing Eddie Valiant. <laughs> in uh roger rabbit i but think he, he would...
1: but he i think he's too funny yeah like like it, another one he the uh the guy who played him was just right because he's not too serious but he's also not like too crazy
0: yeah and that that right there makes the arc of Eddie's character uh come in full fruition because uh-huh. because at first he's like super against like anything tune related or anything like that to fully embracing it at the end you know <clears throat> um and I think that that's a that's a date like Bob Hoskins and like I said you know at the at the top of the podcast if it weren't for Bob Hoskins like that I don't think that the movie would be as believable as it is mm-hmm Especially when you have uh, when you have uh, when you're acting against nothing essentially, I think that's the most difficult part of acting or doing anything like that to that degree, or even podcasting. Like you know, because it's easier to do a podcast or 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 talk to you know and do a, a review when you're bouncing off of somebody you mm-hmm. know and i think that it's i it's kind of like tom hanks's performance with the freaking volleyball you know he, <laughs> he really made it work mm-hmm. and he he just interacted to a guy off screen doing the
1: <clears throat>
0: voice and that was it that was <laughs> that was that was it you know just instant instant connection you know and i think that that's that's up there. For the longest time, uh they've been trying to make a sequel.
1: Oh yeah, I've heard about that. To this
0: movie. I don't know how I feel about that. Uh for the longest time, you know who's a uh, you know who's been wanting this to happen? Uh Mr. JJ J. Abrams. <sighs> <laughs> Your face says it all. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like I think it's because he's like banking on the fact that, you know, a lot of people are calling uh JJ Abrams the next Spielberg or Spielberg's uh, Spielberg's apprentice and everything like that. Yeah. Um I think he's like, This is the next step into my Spielbergism. <laughs> oh
1: my god. That's so bad. No, I I wouldn't like that. This is I don't know. This is like a one of a kind movie. You can't no I mean it would be a sequel but like no.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think I think it's I, I it would be nice to see everything like that, but here's the here's the thing. You they made the movie at the right time, at the right place, with the right people. You had Wayne Allwine, who has been doing the voice of Mickey for, uh, for almost forty years, thirty to forty years, and he did the voice of Mickey. You had Mal Blank. Mm-hmm. Let me let me discuss to you who, for those who don't know who that is, Mal Blank. He pretty much did the voice of everybody in Looney Tunes. He was Bugs. He was Daffy. It was Yosemite Sam. It was everybody. And they got Wayne and Mal to do an interaction with each other as Mickey and Bugs. You had the original... I mean, obviously you can't bring in Walt Disney in from the studio to, say, <laughs> to do his lines as Mickey. You can't. So the next best thing is Wayne. And to have him interact with... The late and great Mel Blank, one of the greatest voice actors ever mm-hmm. to do to record dialogue as Mickey and Bugs, I think, is something that cannot be replicated. There is some magic behind that fact. Um, he could not, un- unfortunately, because this is like one of the last things he did as the voice characters were the Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like his last, like big hurrah, kind of thing, and that's really special with Mel. Um, and he, at the time he was recording all of his dialogue in his bed because below the waist, he could not move. So I think that that is a true, like, you have the real Bugs Bunny there. Yeah. You know, you have the real It's just, daff- it
1: would be fake. <laughs> it's like it wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't, it wouldn't feel as authentic as this one did. And, um, like, I know a lot of people don't like the whole remake, live action, all that stuff. Um, I think this one would be the one to, for me to be, like, no.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Because because there's such, you know, there's a big novelty with that, with this movie that it, it truly, I mean yes there's a sequel to a book but here's my argument for uh for you miss moreno on our discussion on mary poppins returns and uh, sequels and all that stuff if people are going to be upset anyway about something being being uh being done and why do it at all there is a there is a good quote from Jeff Goldblum in uh, in Jurassic Park, going back to Steven Spielberg. <laughs> He's he said, and I'm paraphrasing it. He he said, you know, you guys were thinking of all this time that of uh, you guys were going on about thinking about whether you could, you didn't stop to think whether you should. You know and rushing to a project like Roger Rabbit 2 would not work you know you know it could work you could bring you know uh, that kind of synergy back but should you and that and that right there is a huge no that is a huge no I mean uh, when they made it they made it with passion and if you if you brought it back it, it'll be obviously for a corporate scheme to, to garner more money um <laughs> i sound like a horrible like cricket. they don't make them like they used to kind of <laughs> but it's true they won't make they won't make roger rabbit 2 as good as roger rabbit 1 no matter what you know um so yeah let's get into some positives <laughs> of the film um uh, yeah so uh what are some what are some positives of this of this whole thing for you like why does this movie stand the test of time like it does other than the fact that it's a miracle of a movie
1: i don't know i mean aside from the whole like world colliding um I think the fact that it's like set in like it's a basically like a time period movie but not a time period movie because yeah (laughs) yeah. um I think that helps it a lot um and I think that it was smart of them to do that especially for um the plot of the movie because it is very like I don't know the, like, investigative like old policeman type of thing.
0: Um excuse me, Miss Moreno, the term is Film Noir.
1: Oh my God. oh sorry, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. Continue. I think
1: you said that last time too.
0: <laughs> this is called a film noir. Let me let me imply to you the ploring of said genre. <laughs>
1: Oh, okay. Um and I mean I don't know about everybody else, but I like those types of movies. Um mm-hmm. those are more the type of movies that I lean on, like set in the past, whatever.
0: Um, it really harkens back to the classic era of cartoons. Yeah. yeah. You know. I mean if if they were to make Roger Rabbit too, I mean let's face it, they're gonna add stuff like SpongeBob and Teen Oh my Titans god, Goal. imagine. Oh man. The Rugrats. You know what? Fuck it. Let's like this movie happen. <laughs> South Park. Oh <gasps> yes.
1: <laughs> Some Rick and Morty in there. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: who the hell are you uh, 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 who the uh, who the hell are you uh, uh, <laughs> oh jeez! there's so many cartoons here are you sure we have the licensing for all this we 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 just got to morty we just got to oh my god <laughs> you know what Forget everything I said the the past (laughs) couple of minutes. We need to make this movie happen. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? What? You know what would be an amazing thing to see? Um, I know that they're really good friends. I know both both studios will say hell no, but it'd be really interesting to see a Gravity Falls Rick and Morty uh, crossover.
1: Oh my god, I was literally just thinking that. That's so weird. Too much? Like, <laughs> eh? <laughs> That's so weird. Okay. It would be cool though. <laughs>
0: it would be cool. I mean Alex Hirsch and and uh, and uh, Justin Rowland go way back. You know? So I think that it would be it'll be a nice thing to, to see. But alas, I don't think that'll ever ha- ever happen. Especially because one is aimed for kids and one is aimed for adults. <laughs> But it'll be very interesting. Imagine Mabel like saying, are you allowed to say that?
1: <laughs> it, it would be kind of fun to do, um, what's it called? Something with um, Adventure Time. All three of them. Or either Gravity Falls with Adventure Time or Rick and Morty with Adventure Time. That'd be weird.
0: It'll be very weird. I mean, I think, I, I think in terms of like synergy, I think it'll be easier to get Rick and Morty and Adventure Time yeah. to do a thing together because they're under the same umbrella. Um, but I don't think like the people at Adventure Time would uh, go for it because the series is is uh, is no more, unfortunately. <laughs> so, um, yeah. There is another. Uh, uh, because they're under the same umbrella, uh, Family Guy and Simpsons did the did a uh, crossover event, yeah, which was really weird. And they like... like
1: that time that um, Fairly Odd Parents and Jimmy Neutron.
0: Yes, I was thinking that. I was thinking that. <laughs> Holy shit! Holy shit! Yeah, the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour were amazing.
1: It was like I felt really uncomfortable with like how everybody looked in each world. But it was
0: really fun and cool, yeah like it's so interesting to see how like c g and uh and two d like <clears throat> translate with each other mm-hmm. like I think like one took more uh i think the jimmy timmy power one took place mostly in jimmy's world um two took place mostly in uh in uh, in timmy's world Mm -hmm. and the third one like did a balance of the two so i think forget the Avengers, forget your justice leagues that was the crossover of the century no way never mind because disney did one yeah
1: i just can't remember which ones they were
0: that's the that's so sweet life of hannah montana
1: no but they did a cartoon one wasn't it kim possible (gasps) and leo and stitch
0: They did like a Lilo and Stitch week where like they cro- like a bunch of people started visiting Hawaii all of a sudden. Uh, American Dragon Jake Long visited, Kim Possible visited. Um, I think I think another one visited, but I'm not sure.
1: I'm not sure. I remember Kim Possible, but I don't remember Jake Long. Oh, which yeah. I, I love that show. That show was like so good.
0: Yeah, it was so weird, like seeing him. Dragon up (laughs) in the middle of the Lilo and Stitch (laughs) universe. But I'm like, okay. But then Kip Possible happened, and I was like, it. Because the characters are drawn so differently, Mm -hmm. and because it's a TV budget. yeah it like you can't blend it because like that's the thing about roger rabbit is that they really blended like the animation styles really well yeah um like bugs looks great compared to Mickey, you know and and donald and you know they kind of like made the features similar but different enough to differentiate the both Mm -hmm. so yeah um yeah but that's a sweet life of Hannah Montana, though. That right there, I was like completely blown away because I was like, because it happened before the Jimmy Timmy Power Hour, I think. No yeah. way, no wait. I think it did. Maybe, maybe. maybe. Yeah. I don't know. We're we're well uh, we're well prepared here on uh, on uh, the fantasy fair, uh, but yeah, that was bizarre. <laughs> in the best way uh it's mostly just raven and the and the sprouse twins just yeah. kicking it at the at the hilton and then last minute hannah montana's like hi i'm, I'm here, here. Too. <laughs> and yeah. that's it yeah and then cory in the house did something similar too yeah i don't know with who you see this is where this is where it's like very very like where where is the continuity of it all because Selena Gomez played a character in Hannah Montana and she was not Alex Russo <laughs> she was somebody else i forgot her name but then they did that the sweet life on Sweet Life on Deck, Wizards on Deck with Hannah Montana. That's what it was. They did.
1: I don't remember they did, that one. Yeah,
0: they did Wizards on Deck with Hannah Montana, where Alex and the Russos uh, went on a cruise, and it just so happens that it's the same boat that the that the Sprouse twins are on, and all of a sudden Hannah Montana flies in because she's getting ready for that show. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, how are these things connected? <laughs> and it doesn't explain it. It doesn't explain it. I'm like, it's still one of the greatest mysteries in Disney Channel history. Wait, no, never mind. That 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 privilege goes to Halloween Town on why they did it. Frickin', why they freaking casted the freaking fake Marnie Piper. Hashtag, not my Marnie.
1: Oh my god. <laughs>
0: I'm still upset over that. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, and then and oh, oh, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. This is like running a little longer than usual, but bear with me. You know the TV show called Jesse? Yes. With Debbie Ryan? Oh
1: yeah, they did one.
0: They she went to the New York Tipton.
1: Yes. Yes. No, but they did, they kind of did a thing where uh, Mr. Molesby was like, she looks exactly like Bailey.
0: Yeah, that's the, that's the one. Yeah, he was like, uh, he was like, Cody, you'll never believe this. There's a girl here who looks exactly like Bailey. Mm -hmm. And then everybody laughs. Everybody's in on the joke and everything like that. Um, But it's just so odd it's just so odd it's so odd you know at le- hey at least they addressed it yeah at least
1: <laughs> we watch too much tv
0: <laughs> way too much <laughs> it's fine <laughs> uh yeah so wait speaking of tv how's your uh rewatch of the Gilmer girls going
1: oh I cry every episode. I don't know how you're not <laughs> watching it. <laughs> because, I love this show. Like, I
0: love this. Because I'm uh, I'm taking a visit with under the. Um, uh, I'm seeing what uh, Jerry, George, uh, Kramer, and uh, and Elaine are doing up in New York. Seinfeld, Seinfeld, it's, oh. it's Seinfeld. I've been, I've been caught up in Seinfeld. I caught the Seinfeld bug, and I needed more Seinfeld. So, <laughs> well, mean, that's what's... that's how that's how I am with Gilmore Girls. <laughs> what's up with that? Um. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I will get back to Gilmore Girls. I'm taking a, I'm taking a Gilmore break. You know, I'm, I'm grabbing my coffee at Luke's, and I'm gonna. Just relax with the Seinfeld people for a little bit, and then I'm going to go back to uh, to see what Lorelei is up to. So,
1: <laughs> my dad, because I, like, watch it. Like, if I'm not in my room watching it, I'm in the living room watching it. <laughs> uh-huh. And my dad, he's like, why do you watch the show? Like, you've seen it so many times. I think I've seen it, like, five times, like, Damn. all the way through. Yeah, I love the show. And he's like, why do you like it? Is it, like, the dialogue? I was like, yeah, I start talking really fast when I watch it.
0: <laughs> the character, like, it's so freaking snappy. Yeah,
1: I love it. I like, some... it's so smart, but it's so, but it's like witty and it's funny and I don't know. I love it so much. And like I said, after you're done, you need to watch Marvelous Mrs. Maisel because it's the same writer. So it's the same like witty fast dialogue.
0: I noticed that because I saw the first two episodes of Miss <clears throat> mm-hmm. Maisel. By the way, great, great job! Congratulations to Rachel for winning yeah. uh, a Golden Globe and everything like that. um But I think that I think that you know that that's snappy, and also it's not just like fast for the sake of being fast. You know, it's like wit after wit, and yeah. it, it's it's banter. Mm-hmm. It's banter that's really really nice. And, like, it, the interpersonal cl- uh, relationships between Lorelai and I don't know what Alexis Baddiel's character is. Rory. Uh, well,
1: it's Lorelai also, but she, her nickname is Rory.
0: Um, but the chemistry between, uh, her and, uh, Lauren Graham are amazing. And the way that the work, the work in between, uh, everything, I don't know what the name, I forgot what the name of the town is that they live in. Hollow. <laughs> but it, fe- but it, feels lived in yeah it feels lived in and i think like that's one of the reasons why i like star wars is because you know you look at something like like the first uh the original trilogy at least and it it feels lived in it Mm -hmm. looks like people actually lived here people live their lives and i think that that's something like in terms of like world building in terms of what you do in a in a show like this Mm -hmm. that you need that you need to do and it has this kind of like sarcastic realism to go with it too so and I I
1: love I love the the story like behind why Gilmore Girls was created it was because of the writer Amy Sherman Palladino she's like queen (laughs) Um, she got a meeting like to make her own show but she didn't have anything and like 10 minutes before she went in she wrote down the last lines of the show Um, and she kind of just, like, made, like, an impromptu, like, thing, and she got to make the show. The sad part is that I believe, I don't know if it's the last two seasons or or the last seasons, I'm not, like, 100% sure what happened, Mm -hmm. but, um, she didn't do the last season, so she was never able to say the last lines. Oh Yeah, until the Netflix one
0: oh okay how okay question Are, we we've gone way past I know. Uh, <laughs> uh roger rabbit at this point go watch robert roger rabbit anyway gilmer girls time um how is the netflix show in comparison to the original run
1: it's i mean it's it's the same in the sense that like you it is the same characters like you're back in this world, like, this crazy weird town, um, which I love that, like, even in the show, they mention, like, we need to, like, like get checked, like, this whole town needs to go to, like, this psycho place, <laughs> um, but...
0: Which, is, which which is the reason why uh, uh, Luke is such an interesting character, because he's, like, because he's aware that uh-huh. the, that this uh, this place is a little kooky, but, like, he doesn't give a shit, he, you know, um, which is amazing. It's if just you'll...
1: the only thing, like, weird, there's, like, one episode, or there it might be two episodes. I, don't, I have to, like, I've only seen it once, um, but I forgot if it was divided into two episodes. But there's, like, a musical in the middle of one. It's, it's like, weird. It's super weird, and, like, it felt really out of place, but at the same time, it didn't.
0: <laughs> like, in an awkward once-upon-a-time way, or?
1: Um, no. It's just so weird. Like, you have to see it for yourself in order to understand that, like, it doesn't belong, but at the same time, like, it does. Because um, this town is just so weird.
0: Okay, I'm gonna have to check that out.
1: Yeah. But, like, the way that the characters end, um, it was very, like, ooh, like nobody really liked the way one of the characters' arc ended. Um, I didn't really like it either, but I understand why okay. that happened. Was,
0: was it a little more leaning on something like bittersweet? Like a bittersweet ending?
1: No, it was just something really out of place for that character. Like it was I don't know It's just weird You have to see it in order to understand
0: (laughs) I'll have to see it To believe it (laughs) Yeah so Yeah So final thoughts on Roger Rabbit
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um I mean Everybody has to go see this movie Like it's like one of The best films I know, I yeah. said I didn't like it when I was
0: little, but, like, it was scary. <laughs> uh, Congress put this in the National Film Registry, so it's, like, up there in terms of, like, the classics, mm-hmm. like Wizard of Oz and and such, so... I And it, if it deserves it. Yeah, it does. Not just because it's a miracle <clears throat> of a film, but because, like, tone and everything really works, and, and uh... <sighs> one of the most paused, uh, sequences since, uh, since, uh, Fatal Attraction. <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. Oh my god. <laughs> um, so there's just a, there's just a bunch of, uh, different, different things going for it, and I think that it is, uh, it is a film of the ages. Uh, one of the best of the century. Um... I don't know how this century is gonna bode well in terms of uh, cinema. We'll uh, we'll get back because like film is such a like new art medium. You know, if you think about it, it's mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like the construct of art and everything like that. The oldest like thing related to this is like plays and musicals and all that stuff. But really, film is still a baby in terms of, like it's like yeah artistic you know inception i guess so uh i think that that is uh that's it's it's certainly something so yeah so ladies gentlemen did you like what you heard here and if you did you can check out podcast.com itunes.com and google play music uh and check out what our what our boys at uh red spotlight entertainment are doing with peter and uh, alexis and Whoever the fuck Alexis has, you know, on uh, on that week, <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not. It's the Wild West over there. I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on over there anymore. Um, but yeah, check out what they're doing over there. They they they're doing something uh right now as we speak. They're recording a podcast uh, review on uh, Alfonso Cuarón's Roma. I still
1: so need to see it. My I, we we made my parents watch it, but we
0: haven't. <laughs> I saw it and one of the greatest gorgeously filmed movies ever question mark <clears throat> um it, it's a it's a really good movie prepare your tissues I know my Great. mom she's
1: like well cuz my mom she's from Mexico like yeah. Mexico City and um she's like don't watch it without me but at first I thought it was cuz like I don't know she wanted to like rewatch it or something but she's like no cuz there's like a lot of things that they say in the movie that you might not understand mm-hmm. um like I don't remember what she said but it was just like like um like customs and like just like sl- slang type of sayings and things like that that you might not get so I want to see it with you guys to like help you understand why they do the things that they do. Right. So I'm, like, excited to see it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, you have my seal of approval for Roma. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, that was the Fantasy Fair. Uh, Yeah. Stay magical, everyone. When you wish upon a star Make
1: no difference who you are Anything your heart desires will come